Welcome to another movie mastery. Ah, yes, I am your host, John. And of course, with me on this evening, gentle listener, the other host, Jeff. Greetings. Yes, it's time for more of those smooth sounds as we discuss the latest in movies in theaters now. Oh, yeah. Coming to you right now, we've got a hot hit on our hands. It's The Mummy. <laughs> I thought you were going to keep the music thing going. I thought we were going to get some boys to men up in here. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I can't even think of one boys to men song off the top of my head. I never could. Oh, really? I know every song from the 90s that is basically boys to men because it's like, oh, I'm hearing a high school slow dance. This is a boys to men song, probably. You can't, I even, mean, you can't even get like Motown Philly out of there? Oh, Motown Philly. I just did one. Uh, no, you didn't. I did. Ah, oh, crap. I'm the uh, only one who gets boys to men songs. Let's see. Is there one called Pray For You? <laughs> I'm just going to guess names that are probably boys to men songs. How about, how about Girl? Good <laughs> Girl. It's called Girl. It's called Girl. Damn. It's called Girl Damn. It's called Welcome Gr- to Girl Damn. <laughs> it's the podcast where we... <laughs> damn girls. Damn girls up to stop water from... You're just digging deeper, man. <laughs> pull up. Pull up. <laughs> Someone hand me a shovel. i got to dig my way out of this. So, in so, theaters now, Movie Mastery, we went and watched the newest incarnation of The Mummy. It's got Tom Cruise in it. Yeah, it's got Tom Cruise, Tom Berenger, uh, Tom Sizemore. Tom. Uh, the cat. Tom. Yeah, Tom. Just Tom the cat. Just Tom. My cat, Tom. I don't know if Tom the cat from Tom and Jerry has a last name. What? what? I don't know. It's probably the cat, right? Yeah, Tom the cat. I'm pretty sure. Feck it. Oddly enough, Jerry also last named the cat. <laughs> weird right yeah, no relations it's, it's a whole sibling rivalry thing even though they have no relation yeah good <laughs> yeah that's that's what improv we're doing it yeah yes and <laughs> yes and the mummy was a movie that we saw yeah so nothing to do with the old uh which well, which old bro- mummy movies say, you, you want to talk about boris karloff here or are we gonna go into the 90s you know what's amazing to me is that the boris karloff mummy is absolutely nothing like any of this bullshit it's honestly not even anything like a horror movie that you would normally see even at the time no it really isn't it's a weird movie it it is a weird like kind of creepy stalker love story yeah because he stops being a mummy and is just i'm some dude Mm -hmm. immediately and he has no superpowers outside of a little bit of like weird mind control yeah he's like the anne rice mummy books yeah, it's it's not about like, oh, I can control weather and do locusts and shitty bugs. Stuff. Yeah, he's just like, hey man, uh, I'm just some guy. I'm just some fucking guy. <laughs> it's got basically the same plot, if I remember correctly, as Superman Returns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's exactly that. Yeah, it's the pl- <laughs> I love that scene in the Mummy where he picks up an island of kryptonite. <laughs> that was my well, favorite. I mean, the Mummy really wanted to. <laughs> the Mummy. Really wanted to what pick is, up. What is kryptonite for a mummy anyway? Is Crypt- it just is it cats? I mean, if you're going by the uh, Brendan Fraser mummy, then yes. Yeah, it's cats and uh, your girlfriend kind of sucking compared to compared to Rachel Weiss. <laughs> if I remember, because that's what ultimately was his downfall at the end of that second one was like. Remember that because it was like the Scorpion King was going to kill them all, and Rachel Weiss was willing to help out Brendan Fraser, but uh, Patricia Wilson or something like that. I want to say. Was not willing to help out uh, help out 
Arnold Vosloo, and so he dies. Yeah. Because she turns and runs away, and his, his face at that one scene is like, oh, and you're never sadder for the mummy than you are right there. Oh, you done got just fucked over by, what was it, Anaksunamun? Uh, uh, yeah, Anaksunamun. Uh, <laughs> Anaksunamun. Yeah, he calls her Anaksunamun, and, and then he's, everyone else calls her something different. He's just got a real good Egyptian accent. Uh, so in this one, no relation to the old, old original Karloff mummy, mummy, no relation to the Fraser mummy outside of a couple of little references here and there. Yeah. It's got like a little bit of a callback to it, but it is completely its own thing. Yeah. It's a whole new deal. They're trying to start their own universal monster universe. Can we talk about that to start this off? I mean, the, cause this isn't spoilers. This is literally before the movie starts. There's. Like a whole CGI logo crawl for the fact that this is part of a cinematic universe now. Yeah, there's a, a dark universe thing. Yeah, they're for like, it. this is part of the dark universe, and it like pans around an evil looking Earth, and like there's little shadows and stuff that indicate the vampire and werewolf and what have you. It's it's kind of a cart before the horse situation. Yeah, they. I mean, DC kind of did it already with their like. Nah, man, we we really want to have this entire universe, so we've already got all these movies planned out. But at least with them, you go, you've got properties that lend themselves to being in a shared universe. Whereas Universal is like, hey, we're going to try and take all these weird horror movies, not make them horror movies, turn them into action movies, and then make them into one universe. Yeah, it's a little weird that they're they're making the push, but... This is what everyone's doing these days. Everyone who has a license is trying to figure out how they can do a cinematic universe out of it. Like, if you read the the, the trades and, and movie information, you'll find out that people are, like, trying to do a Robin Hood cinematic universe right now, Ugh. where there's going to be, like, a Will Scarlet movie. Oh, boy. Yeah, I get that, that uh, Friar Tuck movie coming down the pipe. Yeah, I... God, I cannot understand why. Because when you look at it, you go, all right, it makes sense for, like, Marvel or DC or any property where it's specifically about an expansive universe because Marvel isn't like it basically it's the same thing like what they're trying to do with Spider-Man right now yes they're like we're gonna make a Venom movie and we're gonna make all these weird fucking like black cat and shit and it has nothing to do with Spider-Man you're like yeah they're making a black cat and silver sable or silver sable movie yeah but you don't like Marvel owns the Marvel universe so they can have a whole bunch of weird stuff when all you own is Spider-Man you can't just be like nah fuck it we'll make a universe out of just one dude well what amazes me is that they haven't really tried to to branch into the one thing that Spider-Man has which is a whole lot of (laughs) Spider-Mans like uh, instead of seeing Black Cat and Silver Sable I'm surprised we aren't seeing like Spider-Gwen or uh well that's what I would think because that was the big thing that Marvel did was making the whole like spider universe thing of yeah here's here's our 2099 here's there's morales Noir. yeah there's gwen there's uh, uh you can get your scarlet spiders up in there oh yeah no everyone wants that ben riley movie dude That's... i cannot tell you how much i want a ben riley movie <laughs> <laughs> do you want him to be like straight up super 90s dude if if he doesn't show up with that fucking cut off weird t-shirt well that's in the new spider-man movie though that's there there's a, that's what he wears after Stark takes his suit away as he puts on straight up the Scarlet Spout, Spider outfit. Oh man, he's just got a fucking hoodie on. Yeah, it's but bullshit. he's got the sleeves torn off. It's got the blue and the red and everything. Nah, man. 
Nah. Yeah. It's gonna you're gonna be no. like, oh look I at that. I want a full spandex outfit. <laughs> like I want the Spider Man oh, yeah. costume. Red but spandex with a blue a fucking t shirt on over yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. The the red spandex full Spider Man outfit with a blue sleeveless hoodie. Yeah. Nothing sexier than a sleeveless hoodie, let me tell you right now. Oh my god, I want it so bad. Okay. <laughs> the mummy. <laughs> the mummy. <laughs> cool food. The mummy. So so yeah, I guess we could talk about the mummy a little bit. Yeah. So uh we watched it. And just no spoiler review. It's all right. Like, I don't feel cheated for seeing it. Like, a lot of the movies that you guys send us to go see in theaters, I end up coming out of it and I go, God damn, I hated seeing that. Yeah. Like, it's going to make for a good review, I know. But man, I come out of there just going, this was terrible. Yeah, this is going to be a tangent heavy episode, effectively, because mostly what's going on with the mummy is, eh, nah, eh. It was all right. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about you know the setting up of a cinematic universe and and the crimes related to that that this movie faces. You know, a lot of time talking about Mister Jekyll or Doctor Jekyll, excuse me, Doctor Mister Doctor Mister Jekyll, because that's not a spoiler. He's in there. Everyone knows that's what Russell Crowe is. Oh, Russell Crowe. Which <laughs> man, this movie would have been way better if they hadn't pushed that. Like, if I didn't know that Jekyll was in here, that would have been good. Uh, there's there's a lot of shit that if they had just focused on keeping it the way it is like i knew what the ending of this movie was i predicted it before we went yeah in. you had a dead 100 percent prediction on the end of this movie because the uh all of the shit for this movie all the like previews and everything i was like oh i know exactly what this movie is by the way can i just say based on russell crowe's appearance in this movie if john goodman dies in like the next five years i know who's lined up for the biopic <laughs> russell crowe looks like john john goodman now it, it happened. He made his final transformation. Yeah, the, the cocoon came off, and now he is another John Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's still a little Russell Crowe, but I'm I saying mean, that... He's got to pack on a few more pounds. He can play uh, the son of John Goodman in, like, a secret son of John son Goodman. Son of Goodman. Son of Goodman in a, in a Roseanne revival. Yeah, sure, why not? It would not be. It would not go amiss. I could be his brother. Yeah, yeah. This is my brother, uh, Don Goodman. <laughs> Don, whatever my last name is on Roseanne. <laughs> uh, this is Don Roseanne, right? I don't know. Don Roseanne's husband. <laughs> Which is fine, because my name's Dan in this, so it's still it's still a good joke. It's Dan and Don instead of John and Don. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. It's, Everything's it's fine. fine. Everything's fine. Carry on. Move along with it. <laughs> Move along. <laughs> Can we get the camera off me, please? <laughs> uh, all right. You know what? <laughs> Actual spoiler-free review. Uh, you don't need to see this in theaters. But uh, it won't. I would, it won't. I would give it a rent if you wanted to. Yeah. Like that's that's my spoiler-free review. Is you, you know get, you could give it a watch. Yeah, they could pay two ninety nine for the standard definition version of this on Amazon Prime, and you will not be too disappointed. No, you'll be like, oh, okay, I saw that. Yeah, like if your uncle were to see this on on TV in the daytime, like on HBO, he'd be like, hey, I I saw a pretty good movie. Yeah, no, this is definitely a movie where someone would see it and be like. Yeah, that was good. It had some action sequences. It had a couple of actors I knew. Ah, I like it. There was butts. There was there was nuts. Butts and nuts. That's all we care about. <laughs> uh, all right. You know what? Let's let's actually just get into the full on review of it. We're gonna be right back with the full review of 2017's version of the Mummy. Out from his coffin, Rex voice did ring. Seemed she was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. The monster mash. 
and it's a graveyard we are back it is time for all the spoilers in the world man let me just start out with what my prediction was from seeing just the previews sure fire away okay so watching the previews you see all of those uh you know the action shots and whatnot but it also in the preview was like oh no you've been cursed and you see him fight against the mummy does tom cruise mm-hmm. and then there is a shot of his eyes going all wonky oh i didn't even see that shot i thought that was her eyes going all wonky no nah, there's there's both you see oh, okay. both hers and then his oh i never saw that or else i would have made the same prediction and i was like oh he gets cursed uh what this movie is going to do is because it wants to be a shared universe and tom cruise is an actual star they're going to have him get cursed become a mummy kill the other mummy, and then be good mummy so they can have action hero mummy instead of villain mummy. Oh, that's mean to poor Sophia Butella. She played that what black and white Klingon looking thing in that in that uh, that one Star Trek movie. Remember that? That one, that one Star the Trek The one movie. I haven't seen. Uh, Actually, one of the several I haven't seen at this point. I've seen it. Oh, is it good? It was all right. It was all right? It's just all right? Yeah. Lots of lens flares, lots of shit flying around. <laughs> you know, it. they really did go full hog on the this is just an action movie is uh is anton yelchin still alive in that one yes oh that's nice i mean maybe i'll maybe i'll see it to see him alive still for a little while yeah moving on yeah so uh, yeah he's the mummy he's the mommy by the end of the movie yeah by the end of the movie uh he's even wearing mummy stuff for no reason yeah like the end of the movie he straight up is just like well fuck it i'm the mummy now (laughs) yeah i guys will dress the part i'll just put some bandages on my hand for no reason fuck it whatever that's what mummies do (laughs) (laughs) so the movie it starts out with like oh man there's there's monsters and it's fucking russell crowe doing a narrow oh that's right and he also does the the thing where he like they find some like tomb full of knights and one of them has a big red gem on him yeah and and then they show him walking in there and like kicking all the workers that are in there out and then one of them comes up from behind him and is like, sir, you can't do this. We have authority. And he, he does that. I'm not even looking at you. Here is a piece of paper that says you have to leave while I look at things. Yeah. That that move, which is super. It's as common as the two cops arguing over jurisdiction scene. <laughs> um, yeah. No, this this movie very much. The reason it isn't terrible mm-hmm. is it hits every action movie beat. Yes, it really does. And so. It's got the goofy friend. Yeah. Like all of it is very very bog standard action yeah. movie like the the specifics of it of course are twisted to be like the mummy mm-hmm. but it is action movie 101 this is what we did yeah so russell crowe tells us a story about how like a thousand a, a million years ago back when uh, dinosaurs roamed the earth <laughs> i know he told, tells us that in egyptian times sophia butella was going to become the queen of cool egypt places <laughs> And, <laughs> Man, I wish that was the narration. Oh, let me do it. Let me give you the Russell Crowe. A long time ago, <laughs> Sophia Butella was going to be the queen of cool Egypt places. And <laughs> then... She was drinking, fighting around the well. <laughs> <laughs> a brother. A brother was born to her, which she couldn't possibly tolerate. And she bashed his head in, swear on me, mom. <laughs> <laughs> and then she... Whatever. She... she Makes a deal with Set that she'll kill off her own family in exchange for giving Set a, the body of a mortal man in the world. Yeah, so she's like... Essentially doing the old deal with the devil of, you know, you give me ridiculous superpower and I will bring you into the world. Like, I'm going to stab a dude so you can possess his body, which is weird. Yeah. You know what made me sad about the whole set connection in this movie? And I hope it made you as sad as it did me. 
No jackal head guys. Not even one head jackal dude. Like not like there's a a, a monster shows up when she's doing her big prayer to set, but he's just a, a mumbly old skeleton man, and all he does is give her a knife and then leave. Well, yeah, because it's the undead. I know it's the undead, but still, Set's jackal head man. You, I, I wanted. Oh to man, see- that's Anubis. Oh, you're right. That is Anubis. Well, what's Set then? Is snakes. He- snakes. Yeah. So I wanted to see some snakes. <laughs> well, anyway, I know Bastet is cat. Thoth is hawk. Horus is Hawk. <laughs> Jesus Christ, get your shit together. Thoth is Crane, probably, right? Yeah. Something. Some kind of Ibis. Some, some kind of whatever. Donatello's a turtle. That one I know. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. that one you've got. Ace Duck. Ace Duck is definitely a duck. <laughs> Splinter yeah. rat. Yeah, <laughs> Splinter's a rat. You've got me there. Baxter Stockman, <laughs> the Egyptian god of flies. I think that's pretty well documented. Rocksteady, the Egyptian god of rhinos. <laughs> that is definitely true. <laughs> <laughs> Slash and Razor, the twin Egyptian gods of evil turtles. And of course, being on the Nile, you had to have Leatherhead, the Egyptian god of crocodiles. Not enough people know about this. No, no, I mean, we're giving a real good in-depth Egyptian deity lesson. We really are. I think the most interesting one, of course, is the shared deity with Japan, Usagi Yojimbo. The Egyptian god of rabbits. <laughs> and also samurai. <laughs> and samurai. He's the Egyptian god of samurai. Yeah, he's the Egyptian god of samurai rabbits. <laughs> Usaki Yojimbo. Well documented. Everyone it's in, knows. It's in all the hieroglyphs. All the all the <laughs> all the all the, the trades of hieroglyphics. All, all, all the hieroglyphs of repute. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, she makes a deal for power, and before she can bring Set into the world. Some priests or whatnot shoot her up full of darts. Uh, darts that I assume were full of mercury, probably full of evil or good old quicksilver. Yeah, and uh, yeah, also- it was full of quicksilver, and then she got. <laughs> Pumped full of Quicksilver. She got pumped full of Quicksilver. Just like Quicksilver got pumped full of bullets. Oh. <laughs> oh. Marvel Universe only, though. The other one's still alive. Yeah. More he's the, the good one. <laughs> well, you know, I don't really like the Quicksilver scenes that they keep putting in those X-Men movies. Really? I know that's just me because they're like the set, pe- the set piece that costs a jillion dollars and is the only thing that matters in the last two X-Men movies. Yeah. I don't like them because they don't make him look like he's going fast. They make him look like his power is time-stopping. <laughs> because there's no, like... When he's zipping around in the room, like his jacket isn't flared out behind him, the wires to his headset aren't flailing around or anything. It's like he exists in a little bubble that stopped time, and it's it's disappointing to me because it would be cool if his like cheeks were ballooned out a little bit. Well, the I mean, the main thing is anytime you have a super speed character and you want them to follow physics, it mm-hmm. does not work. No, I know, but a little bit would help. Like if his jacket were flared out behind him while he was because st- his power looks like he gets the he has the superpower of standing there thinking while nothing else moves, which. <laughs> Doesn't convey speed to me. That's fine. Anyway, that's fine. Anyway, I don't know why I'm whining about this. It's you just, can be a big whiny baby. It's I, fine. I'm a, also, I don't like that actor. He is so terrible in American Gothic or whatever the fuck that's American Horror Story. <laughs> American. Yeah, Gothic. he's terrible in that painting. <laughs> yeah, he was the worst in that painting. <laughs> he makes such a horrible daughter. <laughs> Pretty good as a dad, though. You know, in the well, later years, you know. Yeah. Anyway, God, can you believe that's a father and daughter in that painting? Yes, for, I can. For the number of people that sh- that like dress that up as a couple's costume, yeah. But I mean, maybe they're into that. Yeah, that's you probably know, just, they probably go back home and they're like, "Yeah, daddy. <laughs> yeah, you're my dad. You're my actual daddy. <laughs> yeah. Hold that pitchfork. Look all sad about the depression or whatever <laughs> or whatever this is about. <laughs> I knows? forget when this painting was painted. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're upset about the Holly Smoot tariff or the the, the Dust Bowl. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> something oh that dumb teapot dome scandal i tells you what daughter i tells you i tells you <laughs> <I tells yous. laughs> 
hell are we talking about? So, we haven't even gotten through the fucking opening narration. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, she trades her soul for power, and then she gets killed, and they don't want to bury her in Egypt, so instead they take her to, like, Mesopotamia and bury her there. Yeah, which, the the way it sort of shows it in the movie is they kind of just lower her into a pit and forget was, about her. That was a cool shot, by the way. That was the probably the coolest shot in this movie was... The pit they lower into has a big face statue on the side of it, and they do a great job with panning up while the the her coffin thing or sarcophagus is being lowered down, and it makes it look like the face is watching her drop in, even though it's static. Yeah, that was a cool shot. Yeah the the weird thing to me though is uh, when later we go into this tomb, there's all of these statues and all this shit set up, and of course that giant face. And I'm going. Man, how long were you out here in Mesopotamia? Because you didn't bring that shit with you. But that's the thing, though, is every Egyptian tomb in a movie has way too much nonsense. Like, it's like they didn't, they didn't, why would they give her all this shit? This shit's all, like, respectful. Like, oh, we put a bunch of treasure and shit in here for you. At least with her, there wasn't, like, a bunch of treasure and shit. It was five statues that are watching her. Yeah, to make sure she she doesn't get get out. And then a whole bunch of dead people who were covered in finery. Yeah. Which are, I assume, just the priests who were in there. Yeah. So they spent a bunch of time carving cool faces and statues and junk to make sure that she didn't leave, and they built a whole complicated system where mercury rains from the ceiling and falls into little channels and stuff, like a perpetual motion quicksilver machine is in here. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and admit, I have no idea, but I don't think that <laughs> fucking mercury is something that just is in dripping in a cave. Uh, it wouldn't be natural. They had to import a lot of mercury to make it do that, is well, the thing. That, so The thing is... Why? Oh, like, the whole point of it would be to just have a pool that she rests in. Yeah, it seems like they picked this cave because it drips mercury. Yeah, but they built, like, a complicated channel system into the floor. It had, like, grates made of stone yeah, and so everything. so that the drips from the ceiling would go down into the pool. Oh, is that what we're thinking? That that's a naturally occurring, occurring mercury cave? That, that is what it was uh, basically telling me from the movie, is because it was dripping in a room that wasn't where the tomb was and being led into the tomb room. Okay, well then, no. Natural, naturally occurring mercury is not usually in its pure liquid state. Yeah. That's that's ridiculously rare, if not impossible. Yeah, so, you know, weird impossibility thing. So, mercury everywhere, and it turns out that mercury repels evil spirits or slows them down or something. Yeah, it's it's supposed to contain or depower evil spirits, yeah. I guess. So she's in a she's an upside down in a sarcophagus completely full of mercury, immersed in mercury by a bunch of ropes. And but anyway, we aren't even there yet because we have to go to the scene where we meet Tom Cruise, who is some kind of I get to do whatever I want style military man. So it, him and his buddy uh I can't remember his name, the actor's Nick. name. The actor's name is Nick Nickerson. Yeah, Nick DePaulo is there with him and <laughs> Uh, it's the guy from New Girl. What the fuck do I know? Oh, whatever. You want me to look it up? No, I don't give a shit. Okay. So he is, they're both there. They are supposed to be scouts. They're long range reconnaissance army guys. And so they are like a thousand miles away from where they're supposed to be because Tom Cruise has a lead on some antiquities because that's their thing. They are looting Iraq. Yes, they are. They are happily looting Iraq. Which, by the way, I feel like this movie isn't set in Egypt and isn't, or the uh, the mummy parts aren't set in Egypt, but are set in Iraq. Not for like the story, but rather because that gives them more of a chance to do some globe hopping and also a chance to fight some insurgents. Well, yes, it's the we need to do you know modern day stuff. So of course, instead of it being in Egypt, we have to go to Iraq because then it lets us do the whole we're fighting 
dudes you can't see the faces of and we can shoot at them and it doesn't matter. Well, that and also Egyptians would get real mad if you tried to take a newly discovered sarcophagus out of Egypt to London. Yeah. They'd get pretty up. They'd get rightfully upset at that. But in Iraq, it's like, oh, everything goes. You can do whatever out here. It's fine. <laughs> this this you is find, like, a lawless cool, bullshit. You find a cool temple ruin, that's fine. Well, just just take it. It's it's all good. The uh, the weird thing to me is, so they go down into this place, and it's, of course, full of insurgents Like hundreds of insurgents just running around like, like an 80s action movie. Yeah, so everyone that isn't one of these insurgents is not in the village. It's just pure bad guys wall to wall. It's just a paintball course. And... They get trapped on a roof, and uh, his comic relief buddy calls in an airstrike. And that's how we find this tomb, is because an airstrike from the U.S. hits whatever the entrance like to this tomb was. And an and airstrike, by the way, flown by an army drone, which would have long ago replaced long-range reconnaissance dudes, because as it turns out, army drones don't leave their post to go looking for treasure. Yeah, it turns out. Yeah, so... So this is kind of weird. I mean, I guess I understand why Tom Cruise is like the last surviving member of the Army Long Range Reconnaissance Corps, because he's like 70. <laughs> They're digitally de-aging him in this movie a lot, and it's creepy. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, the, uh, yeah, the, man, I, I love that the movie doesn't get into this almost at all. The entire fact that, like, this movie is based on getting cursed because of the U.S. dropping bombs on, like, sites in Iraq, and then they find something and then just steal it. Yes. And I'm like, oh, man, that would be really something to play with politically. But no, it's just immediately dropped. It oh, yeah, matter. like, it doesn't matter. Like, the U.S. military is like, just friggin' get that sarcophagus. Let's go. Whatever, just take it. Who cares? It's fine. We'll fly it to London. We can do that. We can fly it to London even though we're the U.S. military. London loves it when we bring stolen antiquities there. Oh, yeah. Well, the And it's never mentioned. The main uh, lady who they call in, who is the expert in all of these antiquities and shit, uh, like I understand having an expert in antiquities just in case you find some shit and go, all right, what is this? We want to make sure that we preserve it, whatever. Mm-hmm. But instead of it being like, hey, let's uh, mark this site. We'll come back to it whenever. We'll do some stuff. We'll try and help out. She's just like, hey, uh, can I just like take this? And they're like, yeah, sure. Fuck it. What yeah. do we care? Grab it. Who gives we're, a shit? We're angry if one of our soldiers attempts to go ahead and steal all of these antiquities, but you fucking take it. Who cares? We're, but we will take it as the army. That's fine. Yeah. That's that's what we'll do. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. It's going to be like, you know, when the airplane eventually crashes, and again, you know that's going to happen because it's like the big part of the trailer. When the airplane eventually crashes, the story is just like, an airplane has crashed in near this one church, and not like, it was loaded with stolen shit from Iraq. No, it's just, oh man, this plane crash almost hit uh, Wonder Sucks Abby. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I, one thing I wanted to talk about that we, we p- passed was when uh, Tom Cruise is trying to convince the guy from New Girl that they should go down into the village, he does it by stabbing the guy's like water supply on his horse. Yeah. And he's like, hey, well, I'm fun, I'm fun loving. I, remember Indiana Jones and like romancing the stone and shit? That's me. Hey, I stabbed your water, so you have to go with me. Uh, all I could think was, what a douche. Right? That, that that whole place is full of dudes with guns. And you're like, hey, man, come dessert with me. It'll be fun. Yeah, it's it's real weird. Because you get the sense, I mean, from what they're saying, that they've been doing this. Yeah. That they've been going around and selling these uh, antiquities for cash and just looting the countryside. Mm-hmm. But 
when he's like, no, dude, we will die if we go down in there. We are two dudes. That is an entire village full of people that want to shoot us. Well, you'll die if you stay up here, because I'm puckish Tom Cruise, I guess. Ooh, wing, ding, diddly, ding, ding, do. <laughs> what a scamp I am. And yet, at that point, I'm like, dude, you are the worst. Yeah, and it's just... Literally, everyone else seems to also recognize that his job description isn't like long-range reconnaissance soldier man, but rather just like adventurer. Because the moment that hole gets blown into the floor and there's like a big archaeology dig, the military commander's like, you, Tom Cruise, get in that hole. Take I your- need you to go down with her. Take your friend with you. You guys are both like trained archaeologists, right? I guess. Like, <laughs> the weird thing to me is... Uh, You're not the, in trouble. The army shows up and they're like, hey, here's all all our guys and here's our lady who knows about shit and... Uh, we're going to have her go down there and check this shit out. And then he says that Tom Cruise and his buddy should go down there. I'm like, you obviously know that they are here to steal stuff and you are sending the two people that you are certain are going to try and loot down into this tomb. Not just that, but the two guys who just broke a whole bunch of important army rules. Like, why aren't they currently sitting in a brig somewhere? Oh yeah. I'm like, these guys are court-martialed and thrown in jail yes instead he's like hey you two go on a fun repelling adventure hey you scamps get Aww, down there you guys you just cost us millions of dollars oh you just fucked up all of our operations but yeah you guys have fun oh go with the pretty lady i can't stay mad at oh, you i can't wait for her to fall in love with you tom cruise who could play her grandfather <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> very annoying is that but that that's movies that's movies he's he's entering into that michael douglas phase of his career yeah it's i mean there's like zero percent chance it's that, that we aren't going to see him dates like in a future movie we're going to see him date someone who was born like five years ago well 13 years from now we're going to see him dating an 18 year old in some movie Ugh. Ugh. so they of course find this tomb and tom cruise breaks the weird for like, no reason yeah there's a like a big almost like stone rope like you would normally have a velvet rope around a display it's mm-hmm. like that but stone yeah and it's got a bunch of hieroglyphs and says like hey don't fucking do anything with this yeah there's it, a curse it, there's where the whole thing is set up just so we can get like the most predictable lines in the world because this this we get the line this isn't a tomb wait 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 it's a prison she's not being kept out of that or that those things aren't meant to keep her out of the mercury they're meant to keep her in there yeah the the whole thing is just very oh no this is a creepy thing and tom cruise straight up shoots the stone rope rope that's holding this in place and i'm like dude what he had no reason he the, the other two were standing around talking about it and he's just like, uh, bang, whatever. Eh, eh, <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, they probably shouldn't have sent me down here. I, I'm a complete idiot. I should be in jail. Because, again, it's not even part of the looting thing. There are all of these uh, like dead, like dead priests yeah. that have a bunch of jewelry and nonsense. And fucking new, go- new girl guy was already stealing some of it. And he was trying to steal some. Which means getting the sarcophagus up is not really a thing that helps him at all, and he's, at this point, been established to be only worried about himself. Right. So, once that gets shot, the the coffin comes up, and you can see why this movie uses so much mercury, because it's an easy CGI blob fluid. Oh, yeah. They so were like, oh, dude, you know what was great was 
the fucking T-1000. Why don't we just have a bunch of that shit? Let's just put Quicksilver everywhere in this movie. So there's just drippy metal-looking shit. And then a bunch of camels, or uh, solifugids, or camel <laughs> yeah, a spiders. Bunch of camels. Camel spiders, wind scorpions, solifugids, whatever you want to call them, start pouring out of all the walls. And it led to one of the only lines in the movie I liked, which is, the, you know, these things are terrifying, but Tom Cruise recognizes them, and he's like, dude, they're camel spiders. They, they're not even poisonous. <laughs> Suck it up. <laughs> Who cares? And I was like, yeah, that's good. Because normally if you see those things in the movie, everyone's like, oh, no, the scariest bug in the world. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, those will kill us. <laughs> nope. They won't do any of the things they're supposed to do. Like, there's all these. That's one of my favorite bugs. Because there's all these, like, legends about how they sing at night and how they have a uh, anesthetic in their bite so they can eat a camel before the camel notices, which is why they're called camel spiders. Uh, uh. All this shit. And it's like, no, they're just non-poisonous semi-spiders that are surprisingly big and fast. They're just big dudes. That's fine. They're big and scary. And they can do some scary shit. Like, there's videos of them out there, like, charging up on a lizard and just snipping it in half. (laughs) This is like, ugh. But but that's about all they're really good for. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. But it turns out these ones are poisonous. Well, at least they carry the curse of the mammy. One of the two curses of the mummy. The bad one. Yeah, because... He gets, Tom Cruise gets visions as soon as yeah, the sarcophagus. And he's invincible. So you either get invincibility and visions, or you get the sidekick from the American werewolf in London disease. Yes. So Like 100% that. Uh, he, Tom Cruise gets visions of Princess Amonet, and he's like, oh, sexy Egyptian shit. Mm-hmm. Whereas new girl gets fucking bit on the neck and he's like oh shit he's gonna die and show up in mirrors and stuff for the rest of the movie yeah he's gonna be a weird haunting spirit he's i mean i'm not joking it is literally american werewolf in london no it really actually is 100 percent that it's sad (laughs) (laughs) just one 100 straight up to the oh you're not real yes i am well then quit showing up in mirrors dick no just it's it's the exact same shit yeah uh, so they get the sarcophagus, they get it out. Of course, there's a storms of Bruin when they get it onto the plane to take it out. And if you've seen the preview, you know, this pl- plane is going down because birds fly into it. Yeah. Like yeah. you already know this is happening. I love that the mummy has basically picked up over the decades, just control over swarms of things. Yeah. The, <laughs> that's like the mummy's whole deal now is the mummy just gets like, at least with, uh, the Brendan Fraser one, it was, I've got power over basically biblical plagues yes yeah but, he, had, he had biblical plague power but now she's like oh i can raise the dead and i've got power over like crows yeah and... it was crows and rats and uh, camel spiders yeah basically any bug or I think weird just, swarm i think they were just going out of their way to not have it be scarabs they're like yeah. well people saw scarabs already so i don't know wind scorpions well yeah because they keep going like this ain't egypt man yeah this ain't no egypt this is where camel... Yeah, and they're right. There are big-ass camel spiders all over Iraq. Yeah. They're not as big as, as in this movie or as people think they are. No. Because there's some pictures out there that use forced perspective to make people think that they're like the size of toilet seats. But no. They are not. Uh, so, yeah. The, the thing that happens, though, in this is his buddy, of course, just dies from this weird bite. Yes, and, and turns into a mean zombie. Yeah, he tries to kill... Uh, Tom Cruise after he stabs the commanding officer. Yeah, he, he stabs the commanding officer three really good times right in the belly. And uh, and then he gets shot a bunch. 
Uh-huh. And the plane goes down. The plane goes down because of crows. Crows go flying right into the plane, and they, they yeah, pretty all, much wreck all up the Brandon pilots. Brandon Lees just go flying right through the cabin. <laughs> Brandon Lees and, uh, nope, never mind. I can't name a single other person who's played the crow. Nope. That's it. <laughs> just a bunch of Brandon's Lee. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that they, they kill the pilots, and then the plane starts flipping around and around, and that's the scene that got all the, the internet fame, because it was released a little early and before all the sound was in it. Yeah. Have you seen that video? No. It's pretty great. Like, all uh, all the airplane sound is missing, and it's mostly just occasional yells and thumps. <laughs> Thump. So you can just imagine that scene where they're all spinning around in the airplane, and it's just Tom Cruise going, ah, Sometimes they're repeated and stuff. And the scene where the lady gets sucked out of the para- out of the airplane by the parachute, she just goes, oomph, oomph, <laughs> which is pretty great. Uh. So- so that that bad publicity on its own nearly nearly ruined this movie. But oh man! But uh, but I mean, it is a cool scene when you've got all the shit in there. Yeah, all the CGI in that scene is cool. The scene, the the shot of him leaned up against the door, like screaming as the airplane like comes up on that castle. Yeah. is really cool looking. No, the that's the thing is it's not like they spared a lot of expense on this. It does look good. The action scenes are fine. It's just kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they they crash, and you get, again, from the fucking trailer, we go into that morgue, and Tom Cruise just wakes up in the morgue. Yeah, except the trailer doesn't show you the extended, oh, I'm naked. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, there's got to be a lot of, oh, no, oh, shit in this. Oh, I'm going to cut my balls. <laughs> Both hands, because there's three people looking at me. <laughs> yeah. I'd be way more curious about why I'm dead than worried about like my my dick and balls in that kind of a situation if people were like i could see your ding dong and i'd be like yeah was i dead a minute ago <laughs> yeah hey uh question <laughs> yeah yeah really excited about my wiener yeah yeah you gotta drink it in but please <laughs> if, if you can at the moment i need my hands to kind of excel uh, accentuate my talking because i have a lot of questions to, to to put forward to you you know i realized that uh you know societal taboos all that i get it no yeah. trust me i do but i need my hands to gesticulate wildly that what the fuck was i dead <laughs> i might wave my dick around to make some of these points <laughs> hold on i don't think you're really gonna understand how upset i am that i woke up in a body bag unless i helicopter dick at you <laughs> whipping 360s <laughs> yeah he's just like what the fuck was going on <laughs> oh man so we got to accelerate because we're like more than halfway through this review and we're about 10 minutes through the movie well it's fine the the middle of this movie is lots of more of the same is the mummy going after uh tom cruise she has the power to kiss dudes and suck hey, the so life out of them Oh, never, never mind. Well, I mean, you also have that power. I do. I kind of. You've been do. slowly sucking the life out of me for years now. So <laughs> whatever, man. If it wasn't for me, you'd be you'd be in a gutter somewhere. <laughs> but I'd be staring at the stars. <laughs> I'd be in a gutter somewhere. You're not. <laughs> so she, in addition to being able to suck the life out of dudes, in order to so that she's not a shriveled mummy, she gets more and more of her standard body back every time she oh it's hilarious takes life from people watching the ratio of sophia butella coming back to life and her her outfit falling off <laughs> yeah is pretty great and the other thing that she gets is just power over dead people so as soon as she sucks the life out of someone and they turn into a mummy she's like and you're my servant now yeah and the mummy effects or the uh, the dead people effects in this are pretty great yeah and they've got the way pulled back lips and they're not uh dangerous at all like tom cruise just 
punching right through dudes' heads. Oh, it's and the shit. same thing as the uh, the old mummy movies where, yeah. where they just you could just pop them. And probably my very favorite thing in this is uh, so they're at this abbey where the sarcophagus crashed at and whatnot. They're trying to get away from uh, Aminet, mm-hmm. and they're in like some police vehicle and driving away. And at one point, one of the zombies drops from the sky onto their hood. Wait a minute. Hold on. You're driving away from this scene. He's in a police uniform, which means it's not like he was someone else. He just got onto the scene. Did he teleport into the trees so he could fucking drop bear onto them? Maybe maybe he got killed in the back of the police vehicle? No, because he drops from in front onto the front of the vehicle. Like, he didn't drop from the top of the vehicle to the front. It was from the trees onto the vehicle. Maybe maybe she killed a bunch of dudes and they made like a human pyramid to get and the... What was like, I'm going to put you in this tree just in case a car goes by? What the fuck is going on? I understand that you want to have the like jump scare of a zombie thing hitting the front of a car. I get that. Yeah. I do. But it's really hilariously stupid. No, it's it's fine. It's just one of those things in movies you never notice, and you're like, wait, that's stupid. <laughs> there on. was one of those in Wonder Woman, which you haven't seen yet, which is so bad that it hurt my brain. <laughs> which which is they get attacked by a bunch of like thugs in London. And hey, now spoiler alert. It's not a spoiler. It doesn't really matter for the plot. A bunch of thugs in London attack them because they want some MacGuffin that that uh, that Chris Pine has. And you know, Wonder Woman beats them all senseless. They're all lying unconscious on the ground. And the last, the last guy gets punched down to the ground, and they walk over to him. They're like, who do you work for? And he eats a cyanide capsule and dies. And they're like, oh, I guess we'll never know. Let's go shopping. And it's like, no, there's like seven unconscious dudes right there. <laughs> there were so many dudes. You didn't kill all of them. Most of them are just lying there unconscious. Go get another one. Uh, but you don't, you know, it's the kind of thing you don't notice in movies because you got shit. You got to go watch the shopping montage. You got, you got shit to do. Yeah, you gotta, let's move this along. No one got, no one's got time to wait for a dude to wake up. <laughs> so uh, the mummy, of course, catches up to them from the well, vehicle. It's, actually, it's a pretty great scene because it turns out that Tom Cruise has been driving in a circle because he's he, she's all up in his mental mind. Yeah, he drives back to the Abbey, and he's like, oh, fuck, she's Ooh. in my brain. Oh, shit, she's got control over me. I could tell because I accidentally drove right back to her. And then they drive off again, but yeah. she eventually I'm catches surprised. up to them into the thing. Well, I'm amazed they didn't just switch seats when, he, when they realized that, that he was driving. Yeah, she says, oh, she's got control of you. She's in your mind, and then they show up back at the Abbey, and I was amazed she didn't just go, all right, I'm driving now. I'm driving, scoot over. I mean, I'm British anyway. I'm the one who should be driving. The car crashes. He goes to confront her. But then a bunch of crazy soldiers show up out of nowhere and shoot her up full of mercury and tie her down with ropes and have, like, fucking, like, like oh, what they, is the they, guns they have, they're using? It's like they, harpoons. They're harpoon pistols. Yeah. They're they all firing little pistols that have whole harpoons and ropes in them. Yeah, crazy shit. So she gets like eight ways harpooned. And of course, since you know what you're watching, and you know this is a cinematic universe thing, these guys might as well have said, we're the Van Helsings. Cool, <laughs> huh? Which I, I would not be surprised if that's what their name is. Like, uh, if they're the Van Helsing. Like, some of us are actually descendants of Van Helsing. <laughs> some of us are descendants of Van Halen. Some of us are de- descendants of Van Morrison. <laughs> You'll never guess who's what. <laughs> Except that guy. He's a descendant of a regular van. <laughs> Honk, honk. <laughs> Why is Skeeter helping out? <laughs> it's the, it's Turbo Teen. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, so this is going to then be our introduction to Dr. Jekyll. 
they take Amonet back to fucking uh, Spook Central. Mm-hmm. And Spook Central is where Dr. Jekyll has been doing all of his research about monsters. Yeah, Dr. Jekyll in this, played of course by Russell Crowe, is going to definitely be the Nick Fury of this universe. Yes. Because he's like, ah, yes, a monster. I do a lot of studying of monsters. Come come with me on a weird walk. And there's, uh, you know, a bunch of other monster movie stuff. You see, like, a vampire skull and a hand that looks like it belongs to a creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, yeah. Also, there's definitely one container that has an invisible dick in it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. At least one. <laughs> Probably more than one in the same container. Who knows? Probably. It's like pickled dicks in there. They're sword fighting. <laughs> uh, Dr. Jekyll's good old-fashioned pickled dicks. <laughs> Mr. Hyde's spicy variant. <laughs> so they uh, they get the monster into the room, and she's getting pumped full of mercury because he's going to vivisector and... He is all about learning about evil and shenanigans. Yeah, and he's like, this is the oldest monster we've ever found. This it, is great. Until you, Tom Cruise. <laughs> You're old. <laughs> uh, and then we get, you know, a bunch of interesting scenes, but mostly it's just she breaks out by mind-controlling a spider mm -hmm. to go inside of a dude's head and then can control him through a spider in his head. That was pretty great. I like that. I, I thought that was a pretty great scene. I was amazed it wasn't a swarm of spiders, to be honest. Well, no, because she's so weak from the mercury. Just, yeah, that, that's got to be it. It's keeping down her normal swarm control numbers. Yeah, she's like, I all I can control is a spider. I didn't even think that they had that power. Like, I can control an animal. I thought they could just control, like, whole swarms, and that was their, all mummies can do. Nah. All right. Normally they're like, I control a swarm because I'm going to show you how badass I am. Right. But if you're, I mean, if you're if you're someone who's like, I'm controlling this one rat, you're going to have someone who's like, fuck you, I can control one rat. <laughs> hey, rat, do this. Hey, rat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, this is my pet rat. Fuck you. I don't care. I can control this one rat. Hey, Splinter, teach me the ways of the ninja. <laughs> <laughs> no. Damn it. <laughs> Crap. I have peanut butter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, so... She breaks out because of that, and while this is happening, Tom Cruise, like some kind of idiot, stops Jekyll from taking his injection, which stops him from being evil. Yeah, and you can tell that's what's going to happen, because he kids... I guess Dr. Jekyll needs an injection like every five minutes in this. Let me go ahead and say, that was one of the other things in this I noticed. Like, drop mummy. The, the fact that they've been in this building for, like, there's a bunch of scenes in here, but it feels like maybe a day. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. And we've already had like three or four scenes where he's had to have these injections. Also, he starts his scene in his room by wandering around until he finds his injector. And he's like, ah, there it is. And then he starts this slow, complicated process of putting it together. Which I understand. I get you wanted to show that that happens. But if I'm one of those people who's like, oh, yeah, I turn into a weird, gross, supernatural, evil monster if I don't have these, I would have it fully stocked and ready all the time like i would take my injection take the empty bottles out refill it and then just have it on me or i'd pay some guys you know some guys there's so many guys he has so many black suit turtleneck guys oh my god just he has stupid infinite money yeah i don't know why because he's just some smart dude he's just some doctor who's also part monster i'm not sure where all of his money's coming from either I mean, normally I would have figured that a Dr. Jekyll would be like the Abe Sapien of the team. And then you'd eventually be introduced to like, yes, also we're actually led by Prince William. And he has all the money he needs. 
Also, he's a, he's a monster as well. <laughs> Hello, I'm Prince William, I am. Also, I've got tentacles for legs. Let's go, boys. <laughs> Not well known except by the paparazzi. They keep catching me on the beach, flailing about me tentacles. <laughs> Uh, who am I going to marry? That's what they want to know. A squid or a woman? Eh, well, uh, so yeah. Anyway, it's dumb. It's dumb that he doesn't have this shit under control. It, it's only there so we can get a Mr. Hyde scene. And I'll go ahead and say the Russell Crowe as Jekyll and Hyde both. That's a that's fun. It's a fun part of the movie. Yeah. I understand that it's really stupid that it happens. Yeah, but at least it's fun. I am very positive on Mister Hyde as a character. Yes, it's his Mister Hyde is just like covered in scabs, and you can see his veins real good, and his eyes kind of get red. But he doesn't turn into a Hulk. It's not leave leave extraordinary gentleman, Mister Hyde. No, he has like. He's super strong, but he doesn't Hulk out. Yeah, he's no... the exact same basically. Except his fingerprints change, and now he's Cockney. Yeah, he he goes from the Queen's English to be like, "All right, I'm Mister Hyde. I am. <laughs> you and me, we're going to have a chat. It's it's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, but so that one scene is awesome. The scene of him as Mister Hyde because Mister Hyde wants the whole curse thing to play out. He's like, dude, I want you to get stabbed by this mummy turn into the embodiment of set and evil because that's rad because then i'll have I a wingman yeah I, I want us to go have parties yeah we'll i want go, us to have evil parties we'll go have rad monster parties that is, i want to monster mash with you <laughs> my bro let's do the mash <laughs> let's do the monster mash so uh yeah then they gotta run so so yeah the mummy brings to life a whole bunch of dead uh dudes from the crusades Oh, and there's a whole subplot going about how how in order to kill Tom Cruise in a way that turns him into set, she needs two pieces of this dagger. Yeah, because her old plan to bring set into the world uh, by killing a dude with this dagger got interrupted. So she's going to do it with Tom Cruise, but she needs both the dagger and a gem. Yeah, the dagger uh, needs a special magic gem. So the gem was in this weird tomb the dagger was in the abbey where they uh originally crashed yeah so she that was lucky well i, well, mean, no, I guess that's probably why she brought the crows along exactly she she's like oh i'm gonna wait to crash this until we're over this fucking abbey yeah which is weird that she's like oh i know 100 percent where this dagger is no clue where the gem is yeah that is kind of weird like she doesn't even notice the gem's not there no like she's she like, tries oh, to I'm stab gonna... tom cruise at one point with it yeah she goes to stab him and then like stops right before she hits him and looks down and is like oh no gem uh -huh. Aw, sir. Aw. <laughs> Deb. Aw. So, anyway, uh, nonsense ensues at this point. I mean, I guess I could describe it all, but we're running low on time. Uh, there's a bunch of shit in sewers. There's a whole bunch of zombie mummies running around. Uh, there's a whole bunch of crusaders who are easily dispatched. There's a lot of underwater stuff. Yeah, and uh, our main love interest ends up drowning in this. Yeah, she drowns. Which is the impetus for the big switcheroo of the movie. At the end, uh, Aminette pulls Tom Cruise up out of the water, and she's like, well, I'm going to sacrifice you and turn you into set. And she just straight beats the ever-loving Christ out of him, which is great. Yeah, he keeps running at her, and she just keeps swatting at him. <laughs> she's just like, the, dude, chill out. At this point, she's wearing, like, literally the Gwen Stefani mummy costume. Because <laughs> it's down to, like, some, some pedal pushers and a capri made out, or, or uh, pedal pushers and a tube top made out of mummy wrap. <laughs> She's down to like nothing. Yeah. And, and and he keeps running at her and she just keeps sort of swatting at him and he falls down. And eventually he gets his hands on the dagger and tries to break the little gem. And then he remembers that he would get power over life and death. Yep. And so 
Uh, he stabs himself with the dagger to turn into it's set, a set, the, the I living guess. embodiment of set. Well, I mean, there's a whole thing where Jekyll is like, oh yeah, and it's not just set. Set's like a stand-in for any evil deity. He's basically the devil, and it's just evil incarnate. And So this is kind of weird, because there's a scene where it looks like he's about to hand her the dagger so she can stab him. And then instead, the big switcheroo is he doesn't hand her the dagger, and he stabs himself. I was like, uh... All right, dude. I thought the switcheroo was going to be that he was going to hand it to her and then smash the gem or some shit. I was like, oh, man, am I going to be wrong? I would have. I thought it would have been kind of neat if he stabbed her with it. And then she's like, like, I wonder what happens with this. I'm the mummy and also the living embodiment of Set. (laughs) This is pretty crazy. Neat, I'm even better. That made me good for some reason. Two wrongs, right? I, I guess. <laughs> I just doubled out. But no, he he gets turned into the living embodiment of evil, and he goes o- or he sucks the life out of the mummy. Yeah, she, he does the thing to her that she had done to so many dudes beforehand. Yeah, and man, <laughs> I gotta tell you, I hate the cliche thing that Tom Cruise overcomes the uh, possession by an evil entity through the power of boners. Oh, yeah, because he wants to save the girl. Yeah, he looks, he's like, oh, I'm all full of evil. And then he looks down and sees his dead, not even girlfriend and is like, oh, but the power of boners, I guess I'm good now. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And then he does what I'm pretty sure Tom Cruise does in his off time as well, which is suck all the life and vitality out of a young actress. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's true. (laughs) That's that's why he's still going. That's why, that's why, uh. Ice from Top Gun looks like an old skeleton now, and Tom Cruise still looks like Tom Cruise. Yep. So so poor Val Kilmer. <laughs> poor Val Kilmer. Uh, anyway, um, so he sucks all the good life out of Sofia Butella, and then he goes over and just sort of yells at the, the blonde scientist lady until she's alive again. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, live! Live! And then she does, and then he goes and hides in shadows while she gets up, and she's like, what happened? And he's like, you have to leave me alone. I'm I'm not even sure if I'm a monster or not. Oh man, I I'm, I'm all fucked up and shit. And then, like, s- soldiers come in and she looks away and looks back and he's gone. Yeah, that's the monster superpower, by the way. Is you have to keep your eyes on a monster all the time. Yeah, or else a monster can just disappear. It's they like just, leprechauns. They just disappear. It's like a Phantom of the Opera leprechaun thing. <laughs> he's a, he's like a boo from Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> looks back around and he's like two feet closer huh? Ooh, <laughs> yeah every, every time i look at a vampire they've got to cover their face <laughs> oh no oh no oh don't look at me <laughs> oh man how how rad would it be if a boo made it into the dark universe <laughs> <laughs> come on nintendo sponsor a fucking movie let's get this done uh so it ends with him tom cruise has also then brought his buddy back to life mm-hmm. which all right that's sure. pretty great because he even literally says like his buddy's last line in the movie is hey man thanks for bringing me back to life with your powers <laughs> hey man thanks for bringing me back to life and all but uh what are we doing i mean we probably should have described what that buddy was up to the rest of the rest of the movie but i did he does everything that happens with the bat with the dead friend in american werewolf in london yeah if you if you have not seen that movie uh he shows up as basically comic relief and is a weird evil ghost and is dead. Yeah, he's just like, hey, I'm a I'm a dead guy, but I'm still fucking with you. Eh. <laughs> just, I couldn't believe how much of a rip that was. Uh, yeah, like I mean, like I said, this is this is a very paint by numbers type of movie. Oh, we we uh, during the fight between uh, Mr. Hyde and Tom Cruise, 
there's a scene where a book gets knocked onto the ground, and it's the Book of the Dead from the Brendan Fraser movies. Yes, they do have that reference. So there's a little reference to the good... I honestly really like those first two Brendan Fraser movies. I mean, I like the first one. The second one was okay. The second one is basically okay, but there's still some really good stuff in it. Yeah, like The Rock. Like, well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not gonna go. Ahead. I mean, that's that's The Rock's first movie appearance, and I'm not I'm not sure I'm ready to say that he's good in it. No, but, I'm not ready to say that his giant weird CGI. CGI looks like it's gonna sell me some Mucinex type dude. <laughs> Do you want giant scorpion kings and giving you toe fungus? Toe fungus. I'm the toe fungus king. You can stamp him out with Mucinex. Oh no, Mucinex. But no, he's, he's, I mean, he's the rock and he's always dynamic and awesome. And that movie is better for having him in it. Uh, so yeah, that's, that is this movie. Jekyll also is like, oh man, he's out there somewhere being a, being a rad dude. Yeah. I guess we'll need to find more monsters. Yeah. Like he basically the end of this movie has Tom Cruise wearing a full face mask, uh, except for like his eyes and mummy bandages on his hands. Yeah. I don't I wonder if he's like supposed to be rotting away or something. I don't know. I think it's we get one shot when he's yelling at love interest and his where face he kind of turns all like monstery. Well yeah, he he gets goblin face from a ghost movie. You know, yeah. where where a ghost goes Wah! like for a second in the background you're like, "Oh, that's kind of creepy." Yeah, he gets the, you know, big sharp teeth and his mouth it gets all huge yeah, and Yeah, he gets he gets the angry golem go- uh, golem face. Yeah. Wah! Yeah. So we get that for like a split second out of him, but otherwise he's like holding sand and being like, yeah, I'm a cool mummy. Let's go on rad mummy adventures and sand will chase us. Yeah. It's mummies alive. Well, well mummies alive this shit. <laughs> I'm going to be the main character one. Uh, So yeah, that was, that was pretty much the movie. Yeah. With, with that Jekyll voiceover at the end, that's like, we may need to go back and get him because sometimes the only thing that can defeat a monster is a monster. Welcome to our universe. And then uh, no behind the credits sequence, so you don't have to wait for that. Don't worry about it. No, he doesn't get to like Nick Fury up and just like <laughs> go to Dr. Frankenstein at the end and be like, I hear you're working on a project. Hello, I'm Javier Bardem. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the uh, let's, let's get to our best and worst in this. It's been a while. Yeah, sure. Uh, Jeff, best thing in the movie for you. Yeah, uh, um... I'm going to say the best thing in the movie is the camel spiders. Camels. They're in the movie for 10 seconds and they look so rad. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'd probably say it's it's uh, the Mr. Hyde performance. Probably, yeah. That That's more or less the best. Him being sort of cockney and happy was pretty great. That, Russell Crowe doesn't usually get to get that unhinged in his movies. No. I, I mean, I'm also going to say the Mr. Hyde scene is probably my favorite thing in this. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense in the movie. It's not even useful, but it's a good performance of Mr. Hyde, and it's cool to watch. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a great scene, and like I had said, if I didn't know that Dr. Jekyll was in this movie from the start, and mm-hmm. then they were like, here's our surprise, it's Dr. Jekyll, and then you got the Hyde scene, I'd be like, dude, this is this is interesting. As is, the Hyde stuff was fun just because I was like, oh, I wasn't sure they were going to do that in the first movie. Like, I thought they were just going to do the little nods to it, like it shows his hand getting all weird. Yeah, they show him having one knobbly hand that he keeps a glove on over. Yeah, but the fact that they went full Hyde and then the way they handled it was fun. They let Russell Crowe cut loose and just be 
completely fucking goofy. Yeah, it was great. I love the scene where where uh, Tom Cruise manages to shove his his uh, thumbprint, like Russell Crowe's thumbprint, his, well his hand onto his the, hand. Uh, the this scanner. is the hand scanner to get out yeah. of the room. And instead of saying Doctor Jekyll, it says Mister Hyde. And he's like, ah, they don't let me out. Nope. That was, <laughs> I was like, ah, look at you. That was pretty great. I, I thought that was I, I, overall. I was a big fan of that one scene. Yes. Uh, so the be- the best scene for both of us in the Mummy is the one that has nothing to do with the Mummy. That is correct. Yes. And so I guess we have to talk <laughs> about the worst. So worst thing in the movie then for you. Uh, I mean, the whole premise, kind of. The whole, <laughs> let's take... Uh, uh, the worst thing in the mummy is the idea of mummies. <laughs> stupid. Mummies are stupid. Fucking Egyptians, get out of here. It's not like this is the first attempt to make the cinematic universe happen. They had that Luke Evans Dracula Untold movie that is best not spoken of, apparently. Yeah, apparently even worse than this. Uh, yeah, it is. I've seen it. it, it oh, is, man, it, it I is, have not. It is legitimately worse than this. It is... It's... It looks more like it's trying to start an underworld franchise than a cinematic universe, basically. Okay. Uh, it's one of those kind of things. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'd say, no, like I was saying, my least favorite thing about this movie is the globe trotting. It, it's basically the fact that this movie was made to appeal to an international market from the start. Oh, okay. Um, you, can, you can see that in almost every aspect of the film. The fact that it's got a lot of globe trotting in it, uh, the fact that there's long periods of vo- voiceover so they can completely change the story if they need to. Yeah. Uh, it's... It's uh, one of those movies that's designed, they're like, oh, you know what, fuck America. If we want to get this universe going, we have to appeal to China. Pretty much, yeah. And that's that's what this is happening. That's, I mean, all those voiceover scenes are so they, they can talk away any parts of the movie that are supposed to be about ghosts, because ghosts don't play in China. <laughs> that's that's what's happening with this. It's so mercenary in construction. I mean, the fact that it's like half the old mummy movies and half American Werewolf in London is enough. It's like, hey, this is... We just took popular movies and remade them into this, and here it is, and it's, I, I don't know, that's what, what it's going to be for me. The mercenary, obvious paint-by-numbers narr- uh, f- <laughs> functionality of this thing. What about you? Uh, the, God, I want to say that the worst thing in this was pretty much the handling of the titular mummy, because oh, yeah. she only gets to do stuff sort of, very rarely like she's in the sarcophagus for a long time she comes out she's got her little minions but then she's strapped down in a in jekyll's little area for a bunch she finally gets out and then gets ruined by tom cruise as a dark god which means that the whole thing is about the mummy but it's not the whole thing is about tom cruise and it's just annoying no the movie is like 90 percent set up for other movies and you know i've heard people render that complaint against uh, various like marvel cinematic universe movies with varying degrees of success i wouldn't say that i'd say probably the biggest offender ever in the let's make a movie that just sets up other movies is that batman versus superman one yeah which god it has trailers for uh, other movies in it yeah no fuck that movie a lot yeah uh, but, but anyway um yeah no the, the fact that this movie was very I mean, like you said, it's very paint-by-numbers. Mm-hmm. It is just sort of, we took the Fraser Mummy and American Werewolf, and we went ahead and just combined it with a generic Tom Cruise action movie. You know, I I know what you meant, but when you said Fraser Mummy instead of Fraser Mummy... Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing Fraser Mummy now, and it's making me really happy. <laughs> oh, Fraser Mummy. Man, where's that movie? That is well, honestly, that is the original mummy where Karloff just comes back and he's like, "Hi, I'm uh, I'm all super cool and cultured. I'm the mummy, but I'm not really anymore." Niles, <laughs> Niles, I've come to put the curse on you. <laughs> oh my, I don't know that I want the curse. Oh, that's too bad. You're getting the curse. 
I've already cursed Roz. Oh, not Roz. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, uh, the, for me, the whole thing of this just being a full Tom Cruise movie that incidentally has a mummy in it. I'm like, come on, <laughs> And that man. mummy was Tom Cruise. And now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> yeah, the fact that they were like, nah, fuck it, we're just going to make Tom Cruise a rad dude. Who overcomes evil with the power of wanting being to boners? Yeah, he, he, well, like I said, it's another Superman Returns moment. Uh, he overcomes he just wants it so bad. Tra- traumatic adversity by wanting to a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, so there you go. We yeah. both pretty much just have nebulous. This movie wasn't very good. Is the worst part of this movie. Yep. So let's actually see how it shakes out for the rating. Uh, one to five from each of us gives us the rating out of ten. Jeff, I'm, I'm going to give it a two and a half. I could probably sit down and watch this movie on a lazy Sunday and not feel bad about having done so. Um, it's the definition of a C. All right. Yeah. Sweet. What yeah. about you? I am the same. It is one of those movies where uh, it doesn't quite hit three because I wouldn't be I wouldn't go out of my way to find it. That's basically where uh, the rating system for me switches. Is a three and up is one where I'd be like. Yeah, I would watch this on purpose, mm-hmm. but a two to a two and a half, I'm like, yeah, if this was on, I wouldn't change the channel necessarily. It's like the Thor 2 of the cinematic, dark cinematic evil <laughs> monster universe, which is a shame because they didn't start with Thor 2. <laughs> <laughs> they started with Iron Man, which is a killer movie. Yeah, so it's a five out of ten. It's a just a solid middle of the road. Don't really bother, but I guess you're probably gonna. Yeah, I mean... If you're interested in the whole, uh, like, universal monster shared universe, at least watching this won't make you feel sad. You'll just kind of be like, oh, I guess this is going to be generic nonsense. So do you think this one's going to be the one that actually starts the cinematic universe? Like, do you think Bride of Frankenstein is going to Well, I mean, the fact that they're already making the other movies, they've got the logo for it and everything, they are going to give it their all. And unless this just tanks as hard as possible... I have to imagine that which they're going to go forward, which with it. it already did. It got beaten by Wonder Woman on its opening weekend again. Yeah, so it's it's it, but it, it, again, it's going to be relying entirely on international releases to see whether or not this thing kicks out a whole bunch more movies. Oh yeah, it's it's one of those things where I assume it'll make enough that they can justify keep go- to keep going. Yeah, and the next one's already in line, and they've already got it figured out. It's going to be uh, Bride of Frankenstein with Javier Bardem as either Frankenstein or Frankenstein's monster. Or the Bride of Frankenstein. Who knows? Know. One of those. Maybe it's progressive. It's, it's Maybe progressive. it's a, the gay husband of Frankenstein. <laughs> Man, the partner of Frankenstein would be a killer movie. Oh my god, life partner of Frankenstein would be amazing. Oh dude, common law husband of Frankenstein. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude. Man, now I really want that. I'm sad that it's not going to be that. I know. The fact that it's not... Well, I mean, the, the amount of complaints you get from people who are like, you can't make The Bride of Frankenstein movie and not have a woman in it is is, is pretty palpable. You'd have oh a lot my of God, that. no. What you need to do is the have it be the literal bride of Dr. Frankenstein, and then the, the, <laughs> the two Frankenstein monsters are just gay for each other. <laughs> Javier Bardem and Daniel Radcliffe are two Frankensteins in <laughs> Let's Do It Monster Style. <laughs> You got your neck bolts stuck in my stitch t- stitch holes. Oh man, talk about a monster mash! <laughs> the whole, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. There, there you have it, folks. Thank you so much for listening. We will, of course, be back in a couple weeks with another movie mastery, and you can check out all of our other stuff at systemmasterypodcast.com. We just started a new podcast, Expounded Universe, where we are 
going through old expanded universe Star Wars novels, reviewing those, and oh baby, it is <laughs> it is a, some nonsense. It is a lot of fun. <laughs> it is I, super fun. Our first episode is out right now, and it is Shadows of the Empire. It is one of my very favorite things that we have done. Even if you have zero interest in the expanded universe novels. I still say give it a listen. I think we knocked it out of the park with that one. <laughs> I mean, not to toot my own horn, but it's the best <laughs> not, thing we've ever made. Not to toot made. my own horn, but doot doot. <laughs> <laughs> Too spoopy. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, if you want to uh, help us out, you can go ahead and be our patrons. You can go to patreon.com slash systemmastery. Give us some money on there. Helps us out. Helps us make the shows. Do what we do. And uh, live our fabulous lifestyle. <laughs> For Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> our, our fabulous Mama Celeste po- lifestyle. I would have figured it. With the, we've got that Patreon pretty good at this point. I would have figured I'd be way better off than I am. Yeah, you'd that think money that. money vanishes. <laughs> and yet. Uh, so <laughs> you can do that. And, uh, you know, just follow us on Twitter, Facebook, all that. We post stuff on there. Uh, we get a lot of random nonsense. If you want to make suggestions for what we should watch, you can, of course, go on to reddit.com slash r slash system mastery. We've got our... Nope. But close enough. <laughs> is, uh, you know what? Maybe that is right. No, it's 100% right. Oh, okay. Go ahead, then. Yeah. You can go on there. We've got our big list there. You can make suggestions for what you want to get onto the uh, movie mastery list. And, uh, of course, we will have the... Uh, poll for our in theaters now going up usually it's by the end of the month so next time we get an episode up we'll probably have that ready for you i mean it's it's just john i'm sorry i didn't mean to step on your thunder but i've been developing a new website where uh we we let people throw more red meat on the table and then we we spin the table to pick whichever one of the things we're going to make so people are are encouraged to go and help us get that roulette table of of interesting movies going it's at (laughs) meatspin.com uh so but Look, if you want to hear our sour reviews, you need to go to lemonparty.org. <laughs> Blackcougar.net. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, <laughs> don't go to any of these sites. Unless you like watching old dudes do each other. <laughs> Which, let's be honest, who doesn't? <laughs> two, two old Frankensteins going at each other. Oh, one of them was Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. We will be back in a couple weeks with another Movie Mastery. Welcome to Movie Mastery. It's the movie podcast where we watch movies that you recommend. I'm your host, John. Joining me, as always, your other host, Jeff. Jeff, how are you this weekend, this day? Oh, I'm a big, dumb butt, and I like smelling butts, and I I look like a butt. (laughs) Fair enough. I'm leaving this for bonus content. (laughs)